0: an original story podcast for curious and adventurous children. In this episode, Theo has to work hard to keep fighting monsters hidden from his class at his new school who are going for a trip into the woods. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother. Theo and the Mushroom Brawl Theo woke early with so many thoughts buzzing around his brain that he was amazed he had slept at all. He got up and put on his new, unfamiliar school uniform. With a tie and a blazer, it felt much more old-fashioned than the one at his last school. He rushed down to the bottom of the garden and through the fence and tried the long whistle he had heard Mr Sebastian use to call Matilda. He couldn't make it sound quite the same, but it wasn't long before the purple, helpful monster appeared with a smile. You're early, she said. I haven't eaten my butterflies yet. I'm sorry, Matilda. I know I said we'd explore the forest today, but I have to go to school. He pulled a face. My first day at my new school. Matilda was looking at him closely. Considering that in the last two days, you've got used to the fact that monsters exist, that you're a monster hunter and you've already rescued some monsters, I think you'll be fine. You said monsters a lot just then, Theo said, and they laughed. But seriously, kids are different, and they'll all be friends already. Matilda frowned. You'll be fine. Just then, there was a noise from far away in the forest. A monster sort of noise. Something like a shriek, and something like anger. From a tree near them, some long green monsters with teeth and yellow and green wings fluttered out of a tree, cooing. Matilda frowned. The Naglers always know when something is up. There have been strange things going on all morning. I think you'd better come into the woods after school. Theo nodded, then gave Matilda a grin. You go and have your butterflies. I'll have cornflakes. I'll see you later. They separated. As he walked back to his house, Theo heard several more worrying sounds from the woods, but he put them out of his mind. They had to wait until later, for now he was going to school. Dad dropped Theo at the gate. Mum had wanted to come too, and Dad wanted to come in, but Theo didn't want them. He took a deep breath and walked in. He was shown to his classroom and shown into the room. Twenty pairs of eyes looked at him. It felt surreal, like a film he was watching or something happening to someone else. He gulped and found himself sat beside a girl. She looked at him with a smile. Hello, I'm Molly. Nice to meet you. Did you really live in the city? Theo nodded, but the teacher began to speak before he could say anything. The class and classroom were much smaller than what he was used to. They could see the woods out of the window, and the projects stuck on the wall were all about nature. Theo tuned in to what the teacher was saying just in time to hear her introduce him and ask him to tell the class something about himself. He was stunned for a moment, and all he could think about was the fact that he was a monster hunter, which was, of course, the thing he couldn't tell anybody. Molly nudged him kindly, reminding him to speak. Uh, hi, I'm um, I'm Theo. We've just moved here. We live right next door to the woods. Um, I like maths. It was true, but it sounded stupid, he knew. There was a little bit of quiet laughter from the back of the class. When the teacher had started talking again, Theo glanced back. It was the twin boys who had almost cycled into him the day before. They gave him a smile that wasn't very friendly, and he turned back to the front. Come on, Molly next to him whispered, starting to stand up. I know you weren't listening, but we're going into the woods for our biology lesson. You need your coat and your lunch. Thanks, Theo hissed, smiling at Molly. For a moment, she reminded him of Matilda, and that made him happy. The class filed out of the school and in through a special gate in the playground into the forest. Molly stuck with Theo. We come out to the forest often, she said. Lots of the kids mourn, but I love it here. Me too. I mean, I've just started exploring. He smiled and she smiled. The woods were light and lovely and Theo felt something like happiness swell through him. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw something that looked like leaves with a flash of yellow. It must be some sort of forest monster. No one else noticed. It had a good disguise. Maybe this would all be fine. And then there was a sound from ahead, a sort of screech and loud jabbering. Theo froze, but no one else seemed to notice. He realised that meant it must be monsters. The sound came again from right ahead of them, and again. It was getting louder, and he thought he could make out lots of different monsters' voices. It was coming from ahead of them, directly where they were going. He hung back from Molly, who had started talking to someone else, then slipped away into the trees, his heart thudding. He didn't want to get into trouble on his first day at school, but he knew he had to work out what was going on. He started to run softly through the undergrowth, trying to overtake his friends. The noises grew louder and louder, and Theo could hardly believe that no one else could hear them. As he ran, he saw an orange blob bounce past him and then onto his shoulder. It was Hugo. Here we go, the monster said excitedly. Matilda has gone to get your stuff. Theo arrived at the edge of a clearing a moment later, and Matilda did too. Theo hastily put on the hat, grabbed the staff and pocketed the remote control and strode out into the middle of the monsters, having no idea what to expect. It was uproar. There were two types of monsters gathered either side of the glade. One set that looked like upright rhinoceroses with two extra horns and with purple moss growing all over them. And one set that was scaly and rust-coloured with a dragon-like mouth and crocodile-like body and large fangs sticking out of their mouths. The monsters weren't quite fighting, but they were shouting and moving as though they could any moment. Theo could hear his school behind him. He took a deep breath, shoved into the middle of the clearing and shouted, Stop! It worked. The monsters looked at his hat. Then they looked at the stick, which he realised he had held aloft. There are about 25 people coming this way, he said. Very seriously. And though they may not be able to see you, there is no way they'll miss you with all of this going on. What is the problem? From the rhino side, a large monster stood forward and spoke with a deep voice. Monster Hunter, we are the Brotons. It is our tradition to pick the murtha mushroom which grows once each ten years and feed it to our champion warrior. We did this in our last forest. And we must do it here. It makes him strong. We must have the mushroom. Before Theo had the chance to say anything, a lizard monster stood forward. His voice was smooth and snake-like. Monster hunter? These brotons have only recently arrived in the forest. We are the Nintics, and we have been here for 300 years. Every time the mertham mushroom grows, we feed it to the mother of our tribe so that she can birth brave and strong children. We cannot allow them to take it from us. There were grumblings and hissings from each side of the glade. In the middle, very close to him, Theo saw a small mushroom growing on the ground. It was slightly purplish but otherwise looked like any mushroom he had ever seen. Is this it? He stepped towards it and the monsters nodded. It is ready to harvest, the Broton said. We cannot leave it here with them. Theo could hear his teacher's voice through the trees. He thought quickly, stepped forward and picked the mushroom. There was a hush around the glade. He put it in his pocket. All of you, leave right now or I shall destroy the mushroom. Meet me here later this afternoon and I will tell you what we will do. The monsters paused for a moment, the sound of footsteps getting closer and closer. Go! Theo shouted and they moved, scattering and leaving the glade empty but trampled. Theo felt Matilda whisk the hat off his head and he dropped the stick to the floor. That moment Theo's teacher appeared through the trees Theo ignored his hammering heart and forced his mouth into a smile. Theo, what are you doing here? I thought I'd run ahead. I'm getting to know the forest. The teacher didn't look impressed. Stay with the group next time. We don't want you getting lost. All right, everybody, get working on your bug projects. Go on. Theo grinned, hardly believing that he had got away with it. He had no idea how he was going to solve the dispute between the monsters, but for now, everything was safe. He walked over to where Molly was looking at the ground for bugs. She grinned at him. That was pretty cool, but you could have showed me too. Sorry, Theo said, grinning back. Maybe next time. Theo had some trouble bug hunting. It turned out that the forest was full of tiny monsters, just like it was full of tiny bugs. For every worm, he saw three other creatures, with legs and colours and stings and fluff and wings that looked so very bizarre. But with Molly's help, he got his work done, and soon they were all sat down, eating their picnic lunches. So, city boy... Theo had sat with Molly and her friends Evie and Sam, but the twins came and stood over them. I'm Harry and this is Ben, the other twins said. Why did you come to live here anyway? Theo felt more than a little unwelcome. My parents thought they'd like it better, he said carefully, stuffing his sandwich into his mouth. The twins didn't look impressed. Not sure you'll last long in the country, mate, Ben said. Good luck. They laughed and walked away. Theo opened his lunchbox and something jumped out. It was a toad. He looked up and the twins were watching and laughing. Theo almost laughed himself. After all the monsters he had seen, the toad was the least of his worries. He put it on the floor and it hopped away. He ignored the twins. Soon it was time to go back to school. The walk back was uneventful. Though Theo thought he could sense something in the forest, it was waiting. Things weren't quite right. The rest of the day passed uneventfully. Theo was pleased to find he was near the top of the class and the twins didn't do much more than snigger at him behind their hands. At the back of his mind, he was constantly trying to work out what to do about the mushroom. The Brotons and Nintix had both been so angry. What could he do? Meanwhile, Molly was being friendly and trying to get to know him. Theo was grateful. If she hadn't been so friendly, he might just have worried all afternoon. She asked him about his hobbies and he said video games and comic books. And she told him about how she loved basketball, exploring, baking and cooking. Theo agreed to show her some comic books. As soon as the day was done, Theo rushed out of school and back home. His parents had agreed to let him walk on his own. He ran to tell his dad, working in the shed, that school was fine and give him all the school letters. He grabbed an apple and, munching, set off into the forest. The other side of the gate, Matilda and Hugo were waiting and gave him his monster hunting gear. They marched through the forest towards the clearing, Hugo and Matilda reporting on what the Brotons and the Nintics had been up to since Theo saw them that morning. The Brotons had been sharpening their horns and the Nintics practising their snaps. It wasn't looking good. When Theo arrived at the glade, the monsters were again on opposite sides staring at each other, ready to fight. He took a deep breath stepped into the middle and began to speak. Here are my thoughts. I'm not sure what to do, but I do have a suggestion. I could let you fight for this mushroom. The winners would receive it, but there would be casualties or at least injuries. I could give it to some of you and the others would have to wait until the next one that grows in ten years. But I don't think that either tribe would be happy in the long run. I could cut the mushroom in half and give half to the Broton champion warrior and half to the Nintik mother. Each tribe would receive half, but I have another idea. It had come to him as they walked and as he remembered talking to Molly in class. I will cook this mushroom into a soup and each member of both of your tribes can have some. It may not be as strong, but it will strengthen each one of you and your children and it will forge a bond between the tribes. Theo stopped and took a deep breath. Weehee! Hugo said, bouncing around in front of the tribes. Theo is so smart! We will talk about it, a strong voice came from the Nintix and Theo guessed it was the mother. As will we, the Broton joined in, as though he didn't want the Nintics to have the last word. Each group of monsters turned in on itself, and Theo waited with Matilda and Hugo. Do you think they'll go for it? Theo said to Matilda, who was hovering very close. I don't know, she sounded a little worried. They should respect you as a monster hunter, but the murtha mushroom is very important to both of them. The Nintics came back first. We agree on one condition. The Nintic mother will have a double portion. The Brotons rearranged themselves and one growled, the Broton warrior will have a triple portion. Theo rolled his eyes. The Nintic mother and the Broton warrior will both receive a double portion. Let me go and make the soup. He felt tired after such a big day, so told the monsters to meet him nearer his house in a couple of hours' time. He went home and found Dad. In the letters from school was one with all the phone numbers of the people in his class, and he found Molly's number and called it, before he had the chance to be shy. She answered the phone, and Theo asked her to come and show him how to make mushroom soup. She laughed at him, but agreed. Soon she was there, and Theo shyly showed her into his house, which was, of course, still very much in boxes. It's very brave of you to invite me round when we've only just met, Molly said, smiling, and definitely to ask me to cook you soup. Why the sudden need for mushroom soup, anyway? Theo frowned. He wanted to tell Molly everything, suddenly, but he knew that he couldn't. It's my mum and dad he said inventing quickly. They found a mushroom and were arguing over who got to eat it. I said I'd make it into a soup so we could all have it. He snuck another look at Molly and she was laughing at him again. Fair enough, let's do it, Molly said. And Theo chopped onions, fried garlic and sliced mushrooms. Theo slipped the merthyr mushroom in while Molly wasn't looking. The soup emitted a puff of purple smoke, but she didn't seem to notice. Soon it was starting to smell very good. Molly told him all about the herbs she was putting in, how they enhanced the flavours of the mushroom. Theo wondered if they might make the Mertha mushrooms stronger too. When they had finished, Molly said they should taste some and Theo couldn't think of a reason why not. They had a small bowl each. As he tasted the delicious soup, Theo felt something happening to his body, something rushing down his limbs and making his muscles twitch. Did you hear that? Molly spoke, lifting her head to hear. I thought I heard a sheep, which would be very weird because there aren't any this side of the village, from outside. The two of them went to the front door and went outside. In Theo's front garden was a sheep. He looked further. And as he had expected, a little further away were the twins, Harry and Ben, sniggering. With everything else going on, this really was the last straw. Theo stomped into the garden, feeling the Mirtha mushroom strength running through him, and reached under the big smelly sheep and picked it up. He never would have been able to, usually, and everyone stared as he went over to the fence and calmly put it on the other side. I believe that's yours, he said to Harry and Ben, and then went back inside and slammed the door. Molly stared at him. You're so weird, Theo, she said, but she was smiling. But I think I like it. I've got to go now. See you tomorrow. She grabbed her stuff and left. Theo took the big saucepan of soup and a couple of cups out to the forest. The monsters were all waiting and he began to dish it out. As each monster took a cup, he could see them being strengthened and filled with energy. And soon the monsters were dancing and howling and stomping together, mixing together the deep rhythmic buzz of the Brotons with the more melodious sounds of the nintics singing. It was wild and happy and the monsters were declaring that they would keep the Festival of the Mirtha together every time the mushroom grew. Theo was tired. He said goodnight to Matilda and Hugo, then went inside. Mum had made pasta, and he munched it down before falling asleep on his homework. As his dad woke him and moved him upstairs, Theo wondered how on earth he was going to manage to be a monster hunter and a normal boy, at the same time. The end. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to Jemima and Ezra, who designed monsters that were in this episode. Did you notice? Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you're the first to hear our brand new stories every week.